Welcome, everybody, to the Off of the Ring podcast. This is week five. This is Luke. And on the phone, as always, we got Eric. We're here. And he sounds marginally better, perhaps. But that's uh, that's not because we did anything different. No, I was supposed to be in a conference room. Was in there right at 2 o'clock, 2.01. Someone came in and said, oh, we have training in here, which it wasn't booked. So fuck them. So we're back in the Silverado. Unbelievable. I guess just just not following any kind of rules. But, Every man for themselves. You know, we'll uh, we're, we'll we'll we're gonna get there. We'll, we'll get there as far as audio quality goes. But uh, let's get into the week. Are you ready to so we've got the uh, week four recap. Uh, we saw the Patriots eke it out in a defensive showdown to stay unbeaten. Uh, maybe there was a, a questionable hit. Who knows on uh, on old Allen there? But he got he got knocked out of the game. Barkley came in and uh, made it close, but. Uh, after a huge defensive and special teams effort that really made the difference. Uh, so the Pats remain unbeaten along with the Chiefs and the 49ers. Of course, 49ers uh, had a bye week last week, so they're 3-0. and So they still are unbeaten, but they, uh, they have a lot to show, show in the future. Uh, additionally, the Bucks beat the Rams 55-40 to in a shootout, uh, and the Saints beat the Cowboys in the Sunday night, Sunday night Thriller 12-10. to Any thoughts about the week, Eric? Uh, no big thoughts. A few stud players, but... Uh... And also so, some strange upsets. I'm, I have to say that because my pickums were dog shit. Everyone's so pickums were dog shit for the most part. Yeah, I I'm going to say there were a lot of bad upsets. Yeah, the, I think the winner. What, what? Let's see. The winner of the whole thing was uh, was Steve De Silva. Uh, congratulations to Steve. I was yet again. Uh, it was it was between me and him. Uh, I am always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, it was nine. Uh, nine and seven was the very top. That was all you needed to win this week. Uh, and yeah. the lowest, uh, were you the, were you the worst? Uh, no, it looks like yeah, Ian, we Ian was the worst, we'll, I think. Yeah. Let's get on to the fantasy. Yeah. Cause I was right down there at the bottom as well. We won't mention where you were, but you were better than four and 12, which is what Ian was. So, uh, wait, that's not right. It was four and 11 was what Ian was moving on. Uh, the, yeah, the, that Bucks Rams game was pretty wild and, uh, I, I didn't think it was going to get close and then it got close and then it didn't get close. And, uh, Godwin was. I don't want to jump ahead or anything. Oh no, you don't. You don't mention Godwin at all. But Godwin had a hell of a game and really kept you yeah. in in it a little bit, but not really. Uh, but uh, speaking of you not being in it, uh, finals. Uh, the final scores of the fantasy world. Miles's chubby dominates Eric's unit is what what the headline says. And uh, Josh put up a season worst score, one touchdown total, as he got doubled up by Ian. And then uh, Chris edged out Steve De Silva in a squeaker. Oh. And in doing so, that makes our special guest 2-0 this season after appearing on the program. So we'll see if our special guest this time around will continue that trend and make it a 3-0. and And on the other side of the coin, uh, the two of us, the hosts of this podcast, are a combined 1-7. and So maybe we, should, maybe we should be special guests. Maybe you want to call in next week. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in. All right. Good. Uh, next up, we're going to look at the power rankings from 1-5. to five. <laughs> Starting off at number one at the top, we've got a new champion, formerly in spot number two. Up one spot, it's Steve Almonte at three and one. 128 points in a win over Ben, and so Steve Almonte takes his place atop the rankings as Ben's weaknesses are finally enough to register an L and plummet him down on the list. Steve has had an impressive first third of the season, topping the points four column and putting up a substantial total 
week in and week out. Week four saw Carson Wentz holding his own, Dalvin Cook whipping up some tasty numbers, and Eckler running it up against the Finns. Steve's Jags defense underperformed just two points, but they were the only real low point in his roster other than some pedestrian numbers from his wide receiver core. Could this be Eckler's last stand, though, with Melvin Gordon III returning to the Chargers' active roster? Steve will find out in week five as he faces Steve Da Silva in the Steve Bowl. At number two, up one spot from number three last week, it's Ian at 3-1, 143 points and a blowout over Josh. Ian makes it back-to-back wins as he crushed Josh in week four. Ian is nipping at Almonte's heels for that top spot, and with another performance like this one in week five, he just may do it. Ian found 22 points each from his Rams duo in Gurley and Woods, 31 points from A.A. Ron Rogers, and that vaunted Bears defense bared its teeth for 17. The Alabama Slammer has enjoyed the lowest total in the points against column, so I should have probably labeled him as the black hole as opposed to Ben last week, but Ian has 140 more points in his points for column than Ben, and Ben only has 44, so he keeps the nickname for now. Ian's looking to make it three in a row as he faces Eric in week five, and while the projections have the matchup as a toss-up. My money's on Ian's guys to get it done. At number three, up one spot also is... Miles. At 3-1, and one, 130 points over Eric. That's right, one Al artist chalking up wins this year. The veritable ying to my yang, it seems, as Miles takes home his third win in four games, this time leaning on his chubbies nearly 40 points and the ruthless Patriots defense posting 25 with a special teams touchdown, Slater's first ever, five sacks and four picks. Honestly, the rest of his team wasn't amazing, with Matty Ice putting up a cold 15, Goskowski just three as his struggles continue, and Philip Lindsay having his worst game of the season. Season. Week five means Miles gets to debut Melvin Gordon III, who's been on his bench since the draft. If Miles does start him, which is a big if at the moment, considering he, no moves have been made as of this recording. Miles faces Ben in week five, and his turnaround has truly been a sight to behold. So keep those chains moving, brother. If only to balance out my sullying of the family name. At number four, up one position, it's... Brian at 3 and 1, 129.88 points over me. Brian got a great start on Thursday night with Devontae Adams posting 25 points as the Eagles were barely able to cover him. It was all gravy from there, with McCaffrey, who now looks like a steal at any price for Brian, posted his second 28 point performance in as many weeks and add Goff's 24 points in spite of his three interceptions hunt. 517 yards will level those out for sure. And you've got a veritable route of yours truly. I still had an outside shot going into Monday Night Football, but in actuality, I didn't. Brian, right the ship after last week's loss, but he's got his work cut out for him with Josh in town for week five. At number five, previously in the number one spot, four spots down, it's Ben, three and one. 108 points in a loss to Brian. The loss finally rears its ugly head as Ben was in transit back to the mainland after a week on Hawaii. Tough to win any game when your top five, your quarterback, wide receivers, and running backs all put up single digits apiece. Before Sunday night, I had told him that, that it's a good thing he didn't start TB12, only posted 3.7 points, but Dak was barely better with 7.62 points himself. Tough week for Ben's field generals. That said, his tight end Hooper, his receiver Cooper, and Detroit's leg swooper were super, but not enough to be Steve Almonte's week four party pooper. The cracks were there all along, but Ben found ways to win in spite of them. But now that his roster's been exposed, week five's showdown with Miles may be an indicator of things to come, and they seem to be heading downhill quickly. All right, that's our power rankings for the top five. We'll get to the bottom five a little later on. Moving on to our White Claw Player of the Week. White Claw Player of the Week, starter Nick Chubb, 20 rushes, 165 yards, three touchdowns, 40 points, for Miles' team as he smoked me. 
non-starter Jarvis Landry, eight receptions, 167 yards, one touchdown, 22 points. He was on Luke's bench. Didn't wouldn't have mattered if he started him or not, but still, 22 points on the bench is never a good look. Yeah, that's true. And also, a new addition to this week's White Claw Player of the Week, free agent Jameis Winston, 28 of 41 for 385 yards, four touchdowns, 39 points. Still out there if anyone's looking for a shitty quarterback that had a good week. <laughs> I'm sure he yeah he'll I'm sure he'll he'll be swapping those touchdowns out for interceptions next week anyway but we'll uh Miles actually had, had texted me during the week and he, he he sent me a screenshot of uh a fantasy flash alert that said and this is at two hours before the game I believe and said don't join the Nick Nick Chubb club this week the Yahoo crew explains why the Browns running back will struggle against the Ravens and then the next the next <laughs> yeah, uh, notif- the next notification up says Nick Chubb scores a touchdown <laughs> so it's it's uh yeah that didn't uh that was a that was a a missed hot take from the old from the the Yahoo crew as they call themselves yeah apparently. that that analyst needs to be fired. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's uh, let's talk. Uh, let's switch switch gears over to football for the for the upcoming week. Week five games to watch. Uh, my first one is Packers Cowboys. Both coming off their first loss. Excited to, to wait. No, that's not right. Wait, did the did the did the uh, Packers lose? Oh yeah, they did lose. Oh yeah, yeah they with, lost oh on, yeah, they lost on Thursday night against the Eagles. Right, they had two different chances on on uh, in, in goal goal line. Didn't run it at all, and then uh, and then lost it. Which. Which I always I always love to see when uh, a Ron gets an interception because they always they're, everyone's always I, I I personally don't care for Aaron Rodgers as a player as a person he seems fine but I I, I don't like the compar- comparisons to Brady so it, it annoys me whenever he does well but uh, they uh, he he had this crazy long interception streak or no not an interception streak and now it's been broken although it might have been broken before I don't know I didn't follow that that much clearly but uh anyway Cowboys versus Packers excited to see uh what what Rodgers can do against the Cowboys D especially coming off of that loss and uh it's also one of the one of only two 4 4 p.m. games this uh this week so the country will be watching probably the Cowboys cuz I don't know who the other team is so yeah my first game is the Bucks versus Saints Bucks riding high after dropping 55 on the Rams and Saints are 2-0 and without Drew Brees, both looking for another dub. Can Jameis Winston put another 40 points on? Probably not, but tune in. Uh, the other game, uh, the 4 o'clock game, is Broncos-Chargers, so definitely people are going to be watching the Packers-Cowboys. And uh, the other one I got is uh, Colts versus Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. Uh, personally, my first chance to see the Chiefs live and in action, uh, granted that I'll be able to watch most of it. And uh, I'm very excited to see uh, Mahomey in the limelight, especially after after his first ever week with no touchdown. And we'll see what he can do against the Colts uh, and whether or not they pull off another lateral because that was a that was a nifty play. And I hope they keep doing that because I love trick plays. Trick plays are my bread and butter. Absolutely. And I've got the uh, Patriots at Redskins back to back away games for the Pats. It's going to be an important one to get the offense going this weekend because they have a short week around the corner with the Giants coming to, coming to town next Thursday night for Thursday night football. So. Two uh, NFC games, two NFC East com- opponents back to back. So hopefully we can pull off some dubs here. Yeah, yeah. With Danny Dimes coming into town, and he'll he'll have at least two wins there under his belt, maybe even three. I don't know who the Giants are playing this week. Uh, uh, yes, I do. The Vikings, and so uh, well, the Vikings maybe. are favored, but maybe maybe he'll have three wins. Maybe he'll be two and one. He'll he'll have tasted the the bitter bittersweet uh, loss taste, uh, but. <laughs> That's not what people say. All right. Well, anyway, Danny Dimes. That's what that's what everybody's starting to call him. So uh, good for him. We'll see. We'll see him soon enough. But uh, yeah, Pat's Redskins. Hopefully, a nice, a nice uh, just destruction of the of the of the Redskins, so we can all get uh, get ready for the Packers Cowboys 
and then Colts and Chiefs later on in the day. All right, moving on to our fantasy week five matchups to monitor. Who you got? Yeah, my matchup is Brian, the draft dodger, versus Josh, the mud dogs. Um, two perennial leaders fighting to climb the ranks. Josh coming off an 80-point loss against Ian. Brian putting up some solid numbers and laying a spanking on Uncle Luke's big booty hose. So uh, both looking for a dub. I think Josh needs it a little bit more than Brian, so we'll see how he finishes uh, finishes this weekend. Yeah, this was a tough. This is a week four was one for the record books for the Uglo uh, brothers. You guys lost by a combined hundred and twenty three point eight six points. Uh, really embarrassing for your family overall. Uh, so Pat, if you're listening, your brothers really really shit the bed. Well, it, it's nice that you're following in your brother's footsteps of <laughs> potentially going 0 and 13. So that is fair. That is fair. I'm the ying to his yang. He, if he does well, I can't do well. If I do well, he can't do well. So uh, we are we are intertwined. It seems as, as the brothers go. Although the De Silva brothers are not inter- intertwined. Uh, wait, actually, no, they are this the, this season. But usually they're not. Oh, usually God. they're both both kind of up there in contention. But this year, it's uh, I think the brother balance is really. Uh, Really balanced out nicely. Uh, my my matchup to monitor is the Steve Bowl. Yeah, I think his name was Steve. Steve, 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 Steve. Uh, Steve, Steve Silva versus Steve Belmonte. It's a true underdog story. Top dog versus bottom dog. Steve versus Steve, with only Steve only Steve walking away with a W. It is the number one team against the number ten team, and quite the uh, quite the upset if it gets pulled off. And uh, right now, it looks like they're actually relatively evenly matched, if you, if you can believe it. But I'm sure that Steve DeSilva will find a way to lose it. But uh, my bonus matchup for the week is uh, me versus Chris. Chris barely beat Steve DeSilva in week four, and now he's got a team that is marginally better in my team. Uh, so will I get my first win, especially with Chris potentially starting Jacoby Brissett in, in uh, Matt Stafford's place? We will have to find out. But my money is also uh, not on me. And like I said last week, my money is on Chris for this one. Uh, this is another one of those things that I would bet on Chris for. But now we move on to our special segment, our special guest. And this week's special guest is Steve Almonte. Win! Win, 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 win! Yeah! Fuck everything else! Win, 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 win! Hey, good hey. afternoon. Yeah, there he is. How you doing, Steve? What's going on, guys? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good, good. good. Not as good as you, because we've both been losing a lot. We have. Hey, first place feels good. I haven't been here before, so yeah, I'm hoping un- to stay a while. Uncharted territory for you. So Ranch is expensive up in first place, so we'll see. Yeah, every, I mean everybody's coming for the top dog, so you got you got to got to worry about that. Yeah, so fortunately I've got last place coming up this week, so should be a free pass. Now don't jump ahead. We'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> so uh, you're off to a hot start this year. And they're looking to continue it. And I guess we're just going to get to it right now. Uh, in the Steve Bowl, did you do anything different this year overall than you did in, in years past? And what do you attribute your success to this year so far? So I, I could tell you that last year I had, I think Benjamin was born maybe a week before the draft. So the draft strategy last year was to basically drink as many beers as you can fit into a three-hour block. <laughs> Didn't go so well. So I, I thought I'd switch it up and go all running backs this year which has yeah. has worked out in my favor they've all overperformed this point so it's working out yeah i noticed that looking at your roster notice that four of your starters three running backs one wide receiver have a bye week on week 12 which happens to fall right into the playoff period how do you feel about that do you have anything uh, planned the plan is to lock up first place before week 12 okay so it's a risky play but 
we'll see what happens when we get there. Now, Eric, but, yeah. did you Eric, did you bring that week up because you're playing loss. in week in week twelve? I'm not. I don't know that I'm playing in week you twelve, are. but I was just looking at his roster and I noticed that you know he's got four guys on a bye week and they're all his, his starters. They seem to put up you know fifteen points a week or so. So four guys on a bye, but you've got a couple of RB ones on the bench ready to to take over. Yeah. That's true. That's why that's why you invest early Samuels. in those running backs. Absolutely, Jalen Samuels with the hot pickup this week. When uh, Connors goes out, that's going to be my next running back. Wow. Thinking, th- he's thinking a few steps ahead. I like that. Hot takes right here. There it is. Yeah, so you, you won't have Keenan Allen, uh, Dalvin Cook, D- was it David Johnson? Yeah, David Johnson, and uh, Eckler. Yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, those are some big big guys, uh, big shoes to fill, but I guess you've got enough running, running backs to do it. Although, let's see if there's a – yeah, you can, find, you can pull it off. It's mostly and, running backs. And, and week 12, I'm taking down Eric, so. There you go. That's going to be a, a tank matchup right there. Bring it, bitch. Right now, the projections <laughs> show it at 51 for Steve and 109 for Eric. I don't know how that ha- – well, because you've got an empty tight end spot right as we speak. So, And also, yes. so many guys on the bye. But I wouldn't change your roster for Week 12 just yet. No, I, I think I'll give it a couple of weeks. That's a good idea. Week it down the road. So uh, what, what do you think your record will be by the end of the season? What's your, what's your prediction? You know, I, I, had, I thought I would go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Heading into Josh's matchup, the the injuries bug bit me, but I'm thinking out of a 13 week season, 11 and two. 11 is and where two. I end up, and yep, week 12 a very, might be the, the only other loss down the road. A very humble 11 and two. It sounds like very humble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Last week, very Chris humble. said three and ten, and we've got an 11 <laughs> and two now. <laughs> Different strategies going forward. Yeah. yeah. Chris went for the more humble route. Yeah, yeah, so, um, I'm only planning to be on the show once, so I'm going big. <laughs> so going back to the dad life route, how's dad life with uh, two littles on the run been treating you? Dad life has been interesting. Uh, we ended up at Hasbro Children's Hospital last night oh, for shit. bronchiolitis. Oh. So backing up before that, knowing I would be on the show today, which first off, I texted Eric, and I got to tell you that when I cut the text that I was coming on the show, I'm pretty sure I had the same feeling that um, Randy Moss had when David Baker knocked on his door, telling him he was going to Canton. So it, it was pretty <laughs> excited. So I had I had not tried White Claw before last night, so I decided I'm going to buy a case of White Claw. Wow! I'm going to test them all out. So that way we can have a review session if it comes up on which one is the best one, which, by the way, is lime. Oh. Yep. Guys are, are curious. Huh. Uh, Black Cherry was a close second. Yeah. Uh, Black Cherry was a close third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, but lime <laughs> went out. But after I put down about five or six of them, Alexander ended up having bronchiolitis, and we had to go to the children's hospital. So, so you yeah. drank... Six <laughs> seltzers and then drove your kids. I was going to say, was it Jen yeah. driving or you driving? <laughs> Jen drove there. I drove home at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Ah, uh, enough time to sober up. Or did, <laughs> did you bring the white claws with you? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I snuck a few of them in, tried to hook them up to the IV. <laughs> but other than that, dad life is good. Benny just turned one. Alessandra is two. So we got our first steps out of Benjamin about a week ago. So ah. he, he's nice. getting mobile. Wow, yeah, that sounds really lovely. Yeah, we're waiting yeah, on uh, we're, we're waiting on our, on the first steps for Quincy, but she's got a little ways to go, I think. But 
Moving on. What uh, I was I was I was trying to think of some good questions to ask. Now the question that I came up with: What's the best sporting event you've ever been to live? Uh, I would have to go with the AFC Championship game against the Colts, the Deflate Gate game. Whoa! Oh, nice. Yeah, the uh, great outcome. A lot of drama after the fact, but a whole lot of beers and and drinks beforehand. And we um, we do a playoff fantasy league where you draft three players each week. You can't repeat them the rest of the year. And so me and a buddy decided that we would do shots every time our players scored a touchdown. And I had LeGarrette Blunt, who scored quite a few touchdowns Ooh. in that game. And on top of the three-game beers, we had quite a few shots during the game. I proceeded to fall halfway down the 300 level. <laughs> oh my god! So from, so from what I remember, it was the best live sporting event that I've been to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was January eighteenth, nice. two thousand and fifteen, and Lecarre Blunt had three touchdowns, thirty carries for one hundred and forty-eight yards. Yep. Damn, he was a monster. Career career day for him. He did, and I ended up winning the playoff pool that year. So wow, it worked out well. That was nice. a story that I had hoped for, and what a, what an excellent <laughs> one it was! <laughs> I didn't you know. If I, I have the... a tennis. What's that? You thought I would say a tennis match? <laughs> I was actually thinking. I, I remember you went to a Cowboys game. What last year? Maybe the year before that? Uh, yeah, three. I think it was three years ago now. Oh, down wow. in Dallas. Yep, sitting right next to Tyler Sagan, right after he got traded to the Stars. Ah, look at that! Nice. Yeah. I got one more question for you. All right, let's do it. Before we let you go, can I borrow your extension ladder? Yes. <laughs> I will trade you. I, I'm in need of a tight end. Do you have a tight end? We'll, we'll talk offline. All right. All right, that works. <laughs> uh, what are you What are you trying to do, Eric? Um, I got the kids a new uh, swing, a tree swing, and uh, we're looking at about 30 feet up. I need to get a, a, um, a rope over, so... Ah. Just need, to, need need a little assistance getting up there. Yep. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, good. I'm glad we got nice. that out of the way. That's important. Yeah, important business. <laughs> Wait, it's actually. actually oh, oh, for... right, I've got one bonus question oh. before we go. What uh, are okay. you gonna are you gonna ever bring bring back the original uh, team name? My tight end is fully flexed. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I don't, I don't know if you've seen my lineup as of today, but I currently have no tight end, so. Yeah, I got a roster two of them before the team name comes back. But did uh, did you guy your Detroit guy get hurt? I didn't catch that. He did concussion. Ah, so drops him. They're on a they're on a bye as well. So yeah, that wouldn't have helped. You yeah. couldn't possibly give up yeah. a, a running back for that position. No, 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 no. They're high commodity, so you know if you're in last place or second to last, and I'm you're listening. trying to make a move, you might want to trade for a running back. I'm know? trying to make any moves. Everything. Um, Saquon Barkley's out there, you know. You, it might be time to part with those guys for somebody that can help this week. I'm just saying. That's what I've heard. Is, it, it out it, there. People are really, really down on Saquon Barkley. Good, that's a good call. Yeah, definitely yeah, get rid of him. Uh, Even though the news reports are showing that he's already starting to run around with that high ankle sprain, so he's going to beat the. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> no. If you want to p- propose a trade, that's you can go ahead and do I, that. I mean, you can't trust everything that you read. So no, that's true. That's it true. might be time to cut bait on him. And uh, I, I um I do have a, a promo spot. I, I know that we get to sponsor our, our own call in. Sure. So this spot is brought to you by Eric's Barbershop. For a case of beer, he'll cut your hair. Eric's nice. Barbershop. Thanks for the plug.
just want to get that in there, which I will trade you the latter for a haircut because I'm about three months overdue. Fair enough. All right, thanks, Steve, thanks, thanks for joining us on the show, and we uh, we will talk to you soon. And best of luck this week in the Steve Bowl. Thank you, guys. Take care. Win, 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 win. Yeah. All right, big thanks to Steve Almonte for coming on to the, on the program. Hopefully the momentum of the previous special guests at 2-0 will uh, will continue and, and thrust him to a victory. Uh, so moving on is the Do Better Award. You got to do better. Uh. Do better. Do better award this week goes to Josh. I mean, I'm sure he saw it coming. Put up 62 points last week. Got beat by, I think, 80. He's going to need his squad to produce if he wants to keep his back-to-back championship dreams alive. One touchdown across his whole squad, that coming from Zeke. Uh, But I think he's going to bounce back. He has an interesting strategy last week relying on all Patriots players to put up points by starting Josh Gordon, Sony Michelle, and Philip Dorsett. Uh, in a defensive battle in Buffalo, didn't turn out to be as as well as as he had hoped, I'm sure. So we'll see if maybe he changes up his his lineup this week. Although I think the Pats might be putting up some points against the Redskins, but still starting three players from one team is is tough. And if you're gonna start so, three players from one team, I would think that the Patriots would be one of the last te- last players to do because you never know where their points are gonna come from. Sure, TB12 is probably gonna be the one to to get get some points and your best bet. But, you know, sometimes Gordon gets nothing. Sometimes Edelman gets nothing. I would say, well, maybe Edelman's probably the second most uh, reliable of all of, uh, as far as point scoring goes. But James White has gotten zero points in some weeks. And then other, other like last week, he got 10 points. You never know with the Patriots because they spread the ball so damn much. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Do you have a hot take for the week? I don't have a hot take. So hot take's going to be on you. Oh, God. Here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot! I, th- I think this week's hot take, I'm going to pick a, uh, a division winner for a very uh, confusing division because it's uh, the NFC South. Okay. I'm gonna, my hot take will be a prediction that of between the Saints, the Bucks, the, uh, the Panthers, and the Falcons, the Panthers are going to win that, that, uh, that one there. The NFC South will go... To the Panthers. Okay, interesting. Uh, I don't love it. I don't love that hot take. <laughs> well, oh, we're sticking to it. So that's our hot take okay. for the week. Hot? Maybe not. Maybe medium. Maybe medium take. Uh, so let's let's go. To, speaking of hot takes, here are my actual hot takes. The bottom half of the power rankings, six through ten, coming in at number six, up one place from last week. It's Chris. At 2-2, two and two, 109.9 points and a nail-biter over Da Silva. That's right, special guests on the podcast are now 2-0, and o, undefeated in the week following their appearance. The podcast bump, if you will. Chris has leveled out his season after starting 0-2 and, and finds himself in the middle of the pack after denying poor Steve Da Silva that first win. Yeah, seeking out a victory over the worst player in the league isn't much to write home about, but in the end, it's all about the wins and losses, and Chris has got two of both. Return of the Mac may be his team name, but Marlon Mack didn't do much in week four against the Raiders, putting up 3.9 points. Chris didn't play Stafford, instead opting for Danny Dimes, and that was not the right play. Staff Infection put up 
30, double what Dimes did, but who can blame him for taking a flyer on the young buck? Leonard Fournette's 225 yards made up for it in a big way with 26.5 points, though he didn't hit the end zone. Mike Evans chipped in nearly 20 in their shootout with the Rams, and Carolina kicker Joey Sly posted 13 points. Do yourself a favor and check out this his headshot. Nice-looking ginger beard on that fella. Anyway, the true test for Chris comes in Week 5 as he faces yours truly with his QB Stafford on a bye. Early indications show that he's poised to start Jacoby Brissett, who faces the Chiefs on Sunday night, so this one won't be decided probably till late Sunday night. Oh, shit, I have a Monday night player too, so this could probably go down to the wire on Monday night. At number seven, down one spot from number six last week, it's Josh at two and two, 62.6 points in a horrible loss to Ian, second in a row. Just as Chris has turned his season around, Josh has driven his team into the ground. A truly embarrassing loss for old coach, with Mahomie not registering a touchdown for the first time in his already amazing career. That was just the tip of the iceberg for Josh, though, because the rest of his team was a flaming bag of dicks. Aside from Mahomie, only Zeke scored more than six points. Yeah, it was a through-and-through shit show, and his bench was no better. A new low for the season, and incredibly, Josh was projected to put up two times what he did. I suppose the upshot is that he can only do better from here. Only thing is, he's playing Brian coming off of a nice W. Primetime Mahomes will likely uh, make up for his lack of touchdowns, and the Patriots aren't going against the stout defense this week, so expect those 62 points to be an anomaly, not a regularity. Coming in at number eight, last week at number eight, it's... Eric, 1-3, 87.1 points in a loss to Miles. The Ugler brothers got wrecked this week, losing by a combined 123.86 points, with Eric getting spanked by Miles to the tune of 43 points. His roster had five players with five points or less, including Thielen and Burkhead, with less than two points apiece. Eric's saving grace was Godwin of the Bucks, who accounted for 40% of his team's points in a crazy 35-point outing. There really is very little to say about Eric's week four performance other than similar to Josh he probably can only go up from here Eric's made some of the most moves in the league but has very little to show for them and a tough task in week five with Ian to contend with on paper good snaps looks like a good contender but as things have shaken out that doesn't seem to be the case and Eric is just one win away from serious contention for the T-boner at number nine, staying at number nine, it's me. 0-4, 107 points in a loss to Brian. I think last week hurt more than this one. I can't catch a break, it seems. Morale on the squad is clearly down. Juju had three points. Sammy Watkins had just 4.9. And my newly acquired Broncos defense, now dropped Broncos defense, just put up a fiver. I left Jarvis Landry on the bench, but even if I'd started him, I still would have lost. It's dark days over over here for me from a fantasy and pick'em standpoint. My only bright spot is that I'm not alone in my winlessness. My Lions players are on a buy in week five, which is maybe a good thing, forcing me to play some other guys, mix things up, but we'll see. As I said last week, I'm just glad that Steve DeSilva is riding along with me through this hellscape. I'd like to say that things are looking not too dire for me in week five versus Chris, but let's be real about it. I'm going to lose this one. In 10th place, also in 10th place last week, it's... Steve Da Silva at 0 4, 107.8 points in a heartbreaker to Chris. A real nut punch for our guy, and if only he had gone with Baker, he would have had that elusive win. But he didn't. He played Deshaun Watson, who I thought was a very good quarterback, but apparently he's not a very good quarterback. He did have a very illuminating press conference answer uh, post game where he explained a cover four defense. That was cool, but his offensive line is Swiss cheese, so much so that maybe he should take a page out of Andrew Luck's book. I'm just saying it. Anyway, Connor put up 22, Gallman Jr. of the Giants threw in 24, and Shady had 16, but Steve's tight end had a single point, OBJ had only three, and the kicker for Dallas, well, he contributed four points. Hell, if Steve had just played old man Fitzgerald instead of OBJ, which of course, why would he do that, but for hypothetical sake, 
he would have won. But he didn't, so he keeps his spot at the bottom of the barrel and thus the power rankings. Week 5 does not get any easier as it's the Steve Bowl. And Almonte is the top dog. If De Silva pulls it off, is this one of, if not the biggest upset in the history of our league? We'll just have to see. And that's our power rankings for the, for the week. Oh, looks like we've got some breaking news. Yeah, looking like the, the Pats are going to put Steven Gostowski on IR. Oh. Haven't said what's hurting him yet, but uh, probably his ego. I was going to say. field goals and extra points left and right. Might be a brain IR, just, just mental. So I don't even know who their backup is, but all right. We got some news. I love some news. Yeah, hot up the press. Well, I mean, I mean, I wonder what's yeah. He, he physically he's looked fine. I mean, he's kicked the, the ball's still got some air under under it, but it's certainly not hitting the right spot. So, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in and uh, and who's going to be kicking those field goals, and that could have a make a pretty big difference going down the down the stretch. If anybody wants to use their IR spot to uh, toss Kaskowski on there, uh, feel free. Uh, moving on to T Boner Watch 2019. We kept believing, kept fighting, kept going. If you believe everything that comes with my heart, my soul, we kept believing. He's a gamer. He's a player. Sort of status quo here. I, I wrote down on my notes, fuck, because I was very close to being the new favorite for the T-Boner. I still am one of the favorites, obviously, but Steve DeSilva was two points away from, from scooting out of, out of T-Boner Watch 2019, and then I would have been the sole... Uh, person to watch for the for the t-boner but he lost a close one in, in, in uh, a very uh very sad fashion and it's but it's truly neck and neck between he and i good news is that we can't both go winless uh as we as we face each other in week nine and the better news for me is that i play eric in week seven so my odds of getting a, a win between those two i gotta figure are pretty good although you know i've been in it mm, i've sort of been in it i haven't been in it every time but i i usually it comes down to one player failing for me in monday night football or Sunday Night Football. This week, of course, it was uh, 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 Juju Smith-Schuster, who seemed like in, uh, in a Twitter thing that he was really enjoying himself because his team was, was doing well, but he was not doing well as far as numbers go and got me a measly three points, which is useless. I needed 25, and he came up with three. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have much else to say about the T-Boner watch. I, uh, it's going to be me. It's going to be still the Steve Silva, seemingly. But, you know, you could, you've got a good shot. You've got a good shot, Eric, to come to, to sort of swoop in and take it, all, take it all from us. Are you on? You're, no, all three of us are already on the T-Boner, right? So. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody who's not on, the, on there will, has, a, has much of a shot of getting on there, although we're very early on. I'm, I'm jumping quite, quite far ahead. But Ben's not on there. Brian's not on there. Uh, Ian's not on there. Josh. And Josh and Steve Almonte, because Steve is always Steve right in the middle there, or he always been, has been classically. So we'll move on. We'll move on now to the Pick'em Corner. You got no when to hold no when hold no Oh, look at that. Another another, uh, another section of our podcast where I talk about Steve DeSilva and I talk about myself. Uh, so Steve wins something to the, uh, in, uh, in week four. He won the Pick'em. Uh, and uh, as I said earlier, I'm always a bridesmaid, never the bride. I guess there's got to be a male equivalent equivalent for that, but uh, I guess that would be always a groomsman, never the groom. I don't know why I chose. Well, I mean, it's much more common of a phrase, bridesmaid versus doesn't matter. Uh, I'll think of something for that'll that'll be a better a better use of my, of my time. But I really would love to win something at some point soon, like a fantasy football game, a, a week of pick'em, a scratch ticket. If like a, a you know, if I catch a green light at some point, just really anything at this point. It's very uh 
very low stakes for me right now because I have not won in some time, but I'm very close just every time. Keep, keep your chin up. Keep your chin up. You know, I, I will. Thank you. Thank you for that. The, the, I mean, in the totals, I actually have, I have a fine record overall. Uh, I'm right in the middle of the pack. Right now, the total overall standing, Steve Almonte, also at the top of these standings, 40 and 23. Uh, and then it goes to uh, me, Steve De Silva, and Ian, all at 38 and 25. And then we got Ben and uh, Brian at 37 and 26. And then it gets worse from there. And looks like at the bottom of the list, ah, you hate to see it. Eric, you are at 31 and 32. You are yes. under 500 for the year. Oof. As a as a team, uh, and by team I mean just as a group, we are uh, 361 and 269, so we're at 57 percent, uh, 0.573. But anyway, we're not great, is what I'm what I'm getting at. But it, especially this past week, kind of screwed us all over because all of us, except for Steve De Silva, got the Thursday night game wrong. So that's already nine losses in our loss column. And then uh, there was a lot of lot of red in the back end of the of the uh, of the schedule this this uh this past week so but we got a fresh one that's that's the wonderful thing about pick'em we got a we got a whole fresh lineup of games to pick and get right and wrong and steve almonte one one week one miles one week two with an asterisk ian one week three and steve de silva one week four so that's where we are right now and uh yeah looking actually looking back on that pick'em you kind of screwed yourself uh by texting everyone thursday night and saying everyone picked the packers which i'm guessing then steve changed his pick to the eagles you know, I didn't want to say anything about this. This is uh, this has been weighing heavily on my mind. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. So that did happen. I I I screwed myself. And in the future, this so Steve then texted me and was like, "Hey, I want to change my pick to Philly." And I said, "Huh?" Right. And I said, uh, "Uh, okay. Well, here's what I'll do to to make this on the up and up. I'm going to extend the offer to everyone before the game starts, and I'm going to say, "Hey, if anybody wants to change their pick." feel free so that sort of gives the option to anyone and that opens it up to the whole group no one did and then honestly that that pick is what ended up winning him the money for this week so right. i i that one is entirely on me and uh, you know i didn't screw anybody over more than myself uh unfortunately however uh i i now have a new rule i won't i won't announce any sort of picks and even if we all pick the same until after the game has started and so no one can change their picks again it's not no fault of anybody uh, you know i think that most of us probably were like oh well if luke's gonna tell everybody what it is none of us should change but you know you know i left it open i gave everyone the option i didn't take it myself and he picked the right team so i can only you know you can only say so much congratulations to steve de silva uh, what do we got for non-football chit-chat? Uh, I have a busy weekend coming up ahead. We're doing a double birthday party for both my kids. My son's birthday was the end of July, July 31st, and my daughter's birthday is December 11th. We always kind of run into issues having my son's birthday party in the middle of the summer. It's always hot as balls. Mm. My daughter's birthday party being right before Christmas. It's mm. tough to get everyone together. So we decided this year we're going to have it in the middle. So we're having a nice uh, outdoor birthday party this weekend. Although it kind of is going to bite us a little bit. The weather looks great, but my wife decided, oh, let's invite all the kids from their daycare and preschool to the party. Ooh. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. We don't want to leave anybody out. So sure. so we extend the invite to everybody, and literally everybody is coming. <laughs> so we're going to have 28 kids at this birthday party. Holy shit. And with those 28 kids, we're looking at about probably 30 to 35 adults. Oh, so. my God. Yeah, me and Tim yeah, are going gonna with be, Quincy. Uh, it's going to be a small wedding yeah. at my house Saturday. What are you Luckily, doing? For... it's going to be nice out, so we're going to be outside. Yeah. 
and uh, we're gonna roll with it. What are you uh, What are you doing for food? We're gonna keep it easy this year. Uh, the, the kids' birthday party is gonna be a camping theme, so mm. my wife's gonna have a big trail mix bar that she's been putting a lot of time into. Oh, nice. We're gonna have the trail mix bar set up, and then we're just gonna order a bunch of pizzas and have a ton of drinks and juice boxes and all that stuff for the kids. So. Ah, oh, that sounds like uh, a like a lovely time, and we'll we'll see you there. Yeah. yeah, in years past, I've been man in the grill, but with you know seventy five, eighty people, I'd be on the grill all afternoon. So, we're gonna leave this one up to the professionals and have some pizzas brought in. What What's your over under for? Um, actually, I'll give you an over under, and you can tell me you can tell me where you're where you're picking for meltdowns. Uh, total meltdowns. I'll say I'm gonna put the number at uh, three and a half. Yeah, that's probably fair. Hopefully, none coming from my kids, but probably probably one of them will well they'll probably be the king and queen of the party so do they have special camping yeah. outfits um i think i'm not sure yeah maybe that seems like uh, liz's wheelhouse i would imagine yeah yeah i'm gonna have to defer to the wife on that sure speaking of weekends how was your weekend away last weekend the weekend away was great we did a couple things that we're not able to do with kids we went to a couple breweries we went to a couple restaurants and uh, really enjoyed ourselves. So, yeah. not able to do those things with the little. So it was nice to be able to do that again. And uh, and who was taking care of your children then? Uh, we left our children at our house with uh, Liz's sister Allison and her husband Lubo. They stayed at our house for Friday, Saturday night, and we were back home Sunday for that birthday party. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So, yeah. Well, really that's, nice. that does sound like a lovely weekend. Tiff and I have a uh, we've got a, a little weekend, a little uh, Saturday evening. I don't think we have anything. Pl- oh yeah, though it's all it's all her decision as to what we want to do. Uh, where my mom's coming over, Jane, as uh, well known from the pod, uh, she's coming over to watch the baby, and so we're gonna go out for dinner and something like that in Providence. So I don't know what we're gonna do exactly, but I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, we we've uh, we've nice. done we've gone on probably I think four or five, maybe five or maybe even six uh, dates since the birth of our child, and they've all been lovely times, and it's good to good to connect with the partner. When the uh, when the when the child is uh you know when you have the have the child but you you want to yeah it's an important thing the relationship of the of the parents is uh, just as important as the relationship with the children. Yeah, absolutely. I apologize for the noise in the background. I'm apparently in the middle of a motocross race in the back of this parking lot <laughs> at my office. So. Well, I mean, if there's any extra ones, jump on jump on board and and join and join them. If there's an extra motocross yeah. motor, motorcycle to jump on there. Uh, any other any other non football chat? Um, no, that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't think I have much. St- a woman t- was eating um, yogurt on the train ride in today, but I don't want to go too nuts about it. You know, it was it was it wasn't like a like very obvious, but uh, it was when she pulled out the hard boiled eggs was when I really had a had a oh, had a concern. Yeah. I mean, yogurt followed by hard boiled eggs for this. I mean, it, she didn't. You know, it, she seemed relatively healthy. It just was. It was, you know, you're sitting on the train and somebody comes and sits next to you or, you know, oh, can I take that seat in the middle? And, you know, you're in a three wide or whatever. And it's relatively busy coming in. And so, you know, you you hope for uh, the more slight of, of passengers. And she was that. And it was like, OK, great. Wonderful. I'm going to have I won't, I, won't, I won't be like hip to hip with anybody. That's good. And I'm just continuing to do my thing on the on the train ride there. And then she pulls out like this lunchbox with literally with a big old like a vat of of yogurt which i don't care for in general and i hate the smell and i just don't like yogurt that's very well documented uh and then and then literally immediately afterwards the hard-boiled eggs come out and i also don't i don't mind hard-boiled eggs but that's that's too much that's two red flags 
Yeah, two very uh, suspect things to be eating on a train. Yes, it is a you know it's a tin can we're dri- we're we're riding in, and those smells aren't going to go anywhere. It's just like a plane. If you if you're farting, everyone else is just breathing in your farts. Um, not that's not to say I haven't farted on the train. I certainly have, but you know you just kind of act like nothing's happening, and and hopefully no one else will experience it. But I certainly don't bring. I have eaten Chipotle on a train a couple times, which is fine because I feel like it doesn't doesn't give off a, a, an intense odor. But it certainly does have a little bit of a smell to it. But I eat as fast as possible, and I really enjoy every moment of it. So uh, anybody who's kind of trying to give me shit about eating Chipotle on a train, they can s- just just fuck themselves. So anyway, yeah, and Chipotle, Chipotle plug. Yes, plug. Chipotle. Oh God, I wish we were sponsored by Chipotle. I could. I would have Chipotle. Uh, you know, actually, there's a weird phenomenon in our, in our local Chipotle, very quickly, the uh, the one that is in Seekonk, which is very right up the road, probably a seven to ten minute uh, drive up the road, is so yeah. much spicier than any other Chipotle I've ever had. It's Really? Yeah, you would think. That's, they all follow the that's same. pretty close to my office. I'll have to give it a shot. It's, oh, God, I love it there. Oh, it's just such a streamlined experience. Mm. What's your What's your bowl, very quickly, if you, if you, go, for, uh, if you go for Chipotle? What are you eating? I'm a brown rice, chicken, guac. I know it's extra, but I got to do guac, a little sour cream, tomatoes, jalapenos for sure. Mmm, jalapenos. Yeah. They don't offer jalapenos. Well, maybe I'm thinking of Moe's. This <laughs> week's brought to you by Moe's. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait a second. I know every single thing that they offer at Chipotle by heart, and. Anyway, well, okay. Brought to you by Mo. Welcome to Mo's. Uh, yeah, I yeah. feel like I feel like they should offer jalapenos then if they don't. That's well, I guess you get the spiciness from the from the hot salsa. Uh, that's the best best bet, I think. Although there, I, we we think that there might be some spice in something else at this Chipotle. So anyway, if you get a chance, go to the Seacock Chipotle. Uh, you'll enjoy yourself. The service is excellent, and uh, the food is a little spicier than normal, which I appreciate. But anyway, nice. have a great week, everybody, and uh, enjoy the football games, especially the ones we talked about. And best of luck to everyone uh, except for Steve De Silva. We kept believing, kept fighting, kept going. If you believe everything that comes with my heart and my soul, we kept believing. He's a gamer, he's a player getting better. Kept believing.